There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What do you think my job is? The news. What about the news? I think my mom's job is the news. But what do you think I do with the news? Do newspaper. I do a newspaper. Do you know what else? What? What else do I do with the newspaper? Do you remember? What? Never mind. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Crillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. Today's topic, kids and careers. We're joined by Ellen Clark, the Deputy Editor for Print here at the Times. Ellen has been working in this newsroom for about 20 years. She's also a wife and mom. She has a little boy whose adventures are regularly chronicled on Facebook and Twitter. We know him as O. Owen. Lane, as you might know, has two boys. I raised a son and a daughter. And our producer, Marta, also is a working mom with two boys, Owen and Evan. We'll see if she chimes in today. So, Lane, this podcast was inspired by something that happens most every time you give a talk. What happens? Yeah, whether I'm talking to high schools or colleges or at writers' conferences or other newsrooms, inevitably for the last 20, I mean, I talk about my boys all the time. Like any of you guys who ever heard me talk know that I have sons. But someone always comes up to me, and not just someone, a young woman always comes up to me and says, how do you do this? How can you have a career in newspapers and be a mom? And I'm not sure I want to go into newspapers because I want to be a mom, you know. And I've never had a guy ask me that in 30 years. But there's so many young women out there who I think don't think you can do both, you know, or don't think it's worth it to whatever the sacrifices or the time demands are to, to be away from your kid. And then the unpredictability of the business, you know what I mean? Like, how do, how do I handle that, you know? And, and uh, I always tell them that, I, like, I think I'm a better reporter because I was a mom. I'm not sure I was a better mom because I was a reporter, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know well, we can get into this as we talk too. But I, I think that's a good question. Are you are you a better mom, Ellen, because you were a journalist? Oh, that is a that is a I good like question. that. It's an interesting thought. I think you are a better journalist when you're a parent. I do absolutely. I, I'm a more human journalist because I'm right. A parent. You know, it definitely there's no, there's no distance I, yeah. to. I remember this, especially when I was a young reporter and having children and then writing about people who lost their children or, and suddenly the news becomes, you know, you're not as detached as you used to be. So much more personal. Absolutely. Well, it also, I think it humanizes you in a way, you know, like I would never, ever talk about myself when I was a young reporter. And then when I was pregnant and I was covering commercial fishing, everybody wanted to talk about my belly. And I was like, it's not about me, but it kind of, it forced me to become human. You know, and people could relate to you in a way like you if you're a parent, you can talk to any other parent about kids and there's automatically an in, you know, I think there are advantages to being a journalist who's also a parent. Right. I mean, the the culture that we have in our business, um, I mean, it's deadline oriented. It's 
no bullshit. <laughs> it's like we got to get stuff done, right? I mean, Juggling I'm sure lots of plates in the air. I was going to say. I mean, I mean, I'm sure some of it. I, I don't. I never have thought of it that way when you just said that. But it, it is. I'm sure there is something to be said for for that. Um, did you guys? So have you? Have you had your moments in your life where you thought, "I'm not sure this career is the right one"? If I'm, at, you know, what, that fight between being a mom and being a journalist. I definitely when Irma came through in 2017. Mm-hmm. Owen, what you had just started, right, Ryan? Um, Owen was three, a new three. And I had never, I had been through a bunch of hurricanes at the times, but I had never not worked. And I have a husband who's in county emergency, like duty. So he was sequestered for four days, something like that. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do what I do. And I got to tell you, I'm a lot better at being in the newsroom than I am managing a antsy three-year-old who's reading every adult's like crazy tension so that that part was like oh can I keep doing this and have the not being in the newsroom guilt can I can I and I gotta tell you I've had nothing but support in this you know at the times for it but but it was hard on me psychologically in so many different ways did you have Working parents, you were raised by your dad, right? I was raised by a single father. Yep. And but he worked. Oh yeah, he worked. And you, we've talked about this. Your mom was at was at home. Your she dad was at worked. Home high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only time I ever thought, like, I actually feel, and I told the young the reporters this too, like, and and I know it's different because you're on a desk and you're in in an office, and I, but as many times as I got called away to go do something that that took me away from my children, you know, I missed your little league game. I missed your your school play I didn't see all 10 versions of your school play or whatever but every time that happened I feel like there was something on the other end that was like okay you worked all weekend on this you were away from your children in the little league game now go and you can go chaperone a a school trip you can go volunteer in the class you can do something during the day that if I had a real nine to five job I wouldn't have that flexibility you know I, I think there was as much give back on the other other end I missed my son's first date and that was the first time I really, really freaking hated this job. You know you're job. not supposed to go on that, right? Well, I was going to pick them up. You know, I just wanted to see it. And the other mom's, like, sending me pictures because she got to go see they, And I was, like, covering Ellen's some Ellen's going to become our straight man. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I think, the only time I really, I'm like, I'm not going to get this back. You know, yeah. there'll be other Little League games. There'll be other school plays. But I'm not going to get back I was the at, I was at Pointer when Nick learned to walk. And mm. um, I, was at a, I was at a training session. Um, I was a young editor. And... Um, my husband is at home filming him and, and it was like, and then I thought, I mean, you know, you make those deals with yourself. It's like, okay, like you said, well, yeah, I missed that, but I'll get something else. I'll have some other moment. And then, and then I think over time I felt like, you know, you make your moments. That's one of the things that we have to do as you're balancing your life. Um, I had both working parents. I never had somebody at home. So, and I, so I think, I don't know about you guys, that helped me because I always felt like, my connection to them was not about time. It was about quality. And so I felt like, you know, that the hardest thing is just to be in the moment when you're home and to be in the moment when you're at work and not try to be both. But also I think it's been really cool to blend 
my worlds. Like mm-hmm. I never knew what my dad did ever. And and I know Owen's real invested in what you do. Mm-hmm. He's checking over the front page. He's oh, yeah. weighing in no, on the news. You know, <laughs> at age five, right? He's he knows. Owen signs off yeah. on the front page every night. People every night on Slack, he has to. <laughs> he uh, in fact is very insulted if I don't let him pick a Slack emoji to approve the front page. Mm. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> it's always during a, when we're reading a book, every single. That's night. generational too, though, yeah. don't you think? I think because we're we're more. As parents, I think our parents didn't really share their work lives with us. It's not just being journalists. I think it's I think it's partly generational too. But and, and maybe what our job is, I mean, we're telling stories. You know, yeah. we're reacting to things off the news that they see or know or experience. You know, I think their first memories were nine eleven. My boys were in preschool, mm-hmm. and their first memory was that watching that on TV and putting that in context. You know what I mean? But they've learned so much about the world. You know, T- Tucker wrote an essay when he was like ten, like. You know, having a mom as a journalist means I knew what a prostitute was by the time I was in third grade, you know. <laughs> but their their perspective on the world is so much richer than a lot of kids, I think, who are... My, my um, sister's kids are very sheltered. They don't know anything about world events. And I, maybe we've screwed them up, but, <laughs> but I think they're plugged in, you know. See, so there's the advantage of being a journalist yeah, and a parent. they know things. <laughs> Owen knows things about politics that aren't even coming from me. I have this kind of like, no, you don't talk about politics because that's who we are you don't you don't really express mm-hmm. opinions so he's coming home from preschool with oh the president hates news <laughs> i'm like not it <laughs> didn't come from here <laughs> what do you what have you guys struggled with the most as a working mom is it just the time away or is there other things the time away is you know my son is five right now and all of a sudden he's very aware of i'm at work and he knows why I'm there. And sometimes he's really proud of it. I was at the Great American Teach-In. I went to his school last week. And when I was in his classroom, I, you know, you're supposed to say what you do. And I said, buddy, what do you think I do? And he's like, you're the boss of the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, part of that's really sweet. And then I also came home on another day last week and kind of plopped down and put my stuff down. And I just sat. And he said, Mom, I'm not mad at you. I said, thanks, buddy. What did I do? <laughs> he said, I'm not mad at you for being at work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so and twist the knife, Owen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, too, it's making up to them and things, too. Like, I always felt like, okay, if I'm going to miss this, I want to make it up to you over here. Like, you're talking mm-hmm. about quality time or whatever. So I'm going to be out covering this, whatever it is, you know, till all hours. I'm not going to be able to tuck you in tonight. But this weekend, I'm covering the state fair. Do you want to come with mom to the state fair? Yeah. You know, and by the time they were five or six, they could come to things like that. You know, I could bring them to even to daily assignments just so they could be part of it. And, and that was made up, at least I hope it made up for it. I feel like I spent their whole lives doing making deals. Yeah. I, I made those deals. And I, I don't know if I was appeasing them or me. But I, I feel I felt like it, feel better at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. But you know, making the making the deals. I, I every time I traveled, I would uh, my daughter and I got into the habit would I I would bring her a snow globe from wherever I went. So she always had that expectation of oh, okay, that this trip is bad because you're gone, but it's good because you're gonna bring me a gift. Um so but I but it did. It's a it's a coping mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, we haven't talked about this part of it yet, but having having a um community of other moms mm-hmm. has re- really was what allowed me to do it. Like we had five of us in the newsroom who all had kids the same age at the same time. And so we would actually have a huddle, you know, like in about April of every year, like what summer camp are we signing up for? Cause if I can't get a pick them up, you can go pick them up. And we'd have the kids in the newsroom, the kids in the cafeteria, you know, you, they were part of this place. And um, that, 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 that's what scares me now though. I think there aren't enough 
working moms. I don't think, I think we've lost some of the generation that um, through all the struggles of the industry over the last 10 years, I think people have sort of felt like, I don't know how much a lack of job security and, you know, the lack of raises and uh, whatever, forever, whatever reasons, but we don't have as many. I mean, I think when I was Ellen's age and coming up in a newsroom, I was surrounded by a lot of other working parents. And um, that's one thing I worry about because I think, I think that is good. I think you should want, I think you want to be in a situation where Ellen can turn around and see 10 other people who have that same situation going on. They're, they're, they got to run and do something for a kid. My mommy friend left. Very oh, no, your mommy friend left. <laughs> Our boys went to the same preschool. Right. We live in the same neighborhood. Like we had it all plotted out. And I'm like, I'm not here anymore. <laughs> you have to be able to ask for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. And and not just from your coworkers, but to tell your boss too. I think there's you know, you can't just sit there and resent it and take it and cry qu- quietly inside. You have to be able to say, Dude, I got I gotta go do this one thing, you know. We have a we have a male boss now and I one of the things I really like that he does and I applaud that he does is he'll he'll go, I got a PTA meeting. Uh, I gotta go do this with my kid and he'll announce it to, to us all and he said, I'm leaving early because of this or that and I think I think we all have a share of modeling that kind of behavior too, so mm-hmm. that people feel it. What do you no, answer when people when those girls ask you or women, sorry, what what do you say? What do you what's your answer? I brag about my boys. <laughs> <laughs> you got can, a couple. Good I kind of mussed yeah. up too bad because they came out all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I also back to your point about doing the teaching and stuff. I had little classroom newspapers with both my kids' classrooms from first grade up through eighth grade when they were done with me, you know. But yeah. but bringing your your work <laughs> to their world, you know, and and in turn. Having them be able to say to all their friends, this is my mom. This is what she does. He loves coming into the newsroom. I mean, we have have a candy jar. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. More than one, I think. I'm yeah. going to go to your work office. <laughs> They've got the good stuff. Toys on desks. So what, what advice do you guys have for working moms or working parents, really? But I think, I think it's true that women seem to struggle more with this, or maybe we internalize it more. We're just, we're just full of more baggage as a general rule. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I, you know, I, I don't see men. I, you say guys don't come in and ask you that. I don't also see male parents often announcing the struggle if they're having the struggle where I think we're much more open with our challenges. So what, what's, what advice, what do you, what, what, what advice do you guys have? The women certainly try and take on more, you know, in, in this new world of there's a PTA, which I joined and then had to say, yeah, I can't be an officer. Sorry. <laughs> it's against, <laughs> against the, uh, the rules at work, but you, you don't see the dads really showing up for that kind of stuff. And you can see where it's like, they don't try and take on the extra, well, it's even stuff level. like planning birthday parties. That's yeah. a huge pain in the butt. But we, yeah. we're the ones who did that. Or like getting presents for holidays. Like we're the ones who do making sure there's food in the refrigerator. Totally. You know, like that kind of stuff that's on top of the other stuff. My, my advice is have a network. You know, find some other moms that, that 
are on the same level with you, that you, that it's fine to put them on the pickup list at school, you know, make sure your kid knows they can go sleep over there if you're going to be working late, mm-hmm. you know, and, and me and Leonora, who's been on this pod, like, we, we babysit each other's kids all the time growing, yeah. you know, so having, having another, okay, she's got a late meeting tonight, I get sent out of town tomorrow, just knowing you got a backup, you know, that's not your family, like someone who can slide in there. I think um, we have the latitude here, and I'm sure not everybody does, but um, when we need to, people work from home. Um, I've always thought that, especially when we got into, because I'm old enough to be in the era where we weren't working with laptops and cell phones, but when, you know, when you have all these, this equipment that can, I mean, you don't have to be here, you know, it, a lot of our jobs. I mean, Ellen works from home a lot, <laughs> too much, but, um, <laughs> but she can, she can log in from home. I can, I can, I can work from home when I need to. You work from home a lot. Um, if it helps balance your life, if, if your company lets you do it, then take advantage of that. It makes six days a lot easier. I will say that. Yeah. I don't work when I'm sick, but yeah, <laughs> I when, will. When he's sick. But if he's home sick, I'll definitely, it's just like, I'm going to have to do it from here, guys. Sorry. Well, I think the first time I fell in love with you, Maria, was when I was struggling on a story and I couldn't get it done and I had to get, pick up the kids from preschool or you owe another hundred dollars, you know, or whatever it is. And you said, well, go home. Give the kids dinner, give them a bath, put them to bed, finish your story. I'm not going to read it till the morning anyway. And that was like the biggest gift anybody had ever given me to say, it doesn't have to be in the newsroom right now. You know, like, don't be afraid to ask, I guess, is another advice. If, if, if you're not yeah. going to read the story till tomorrow morning, I love writing in the middle of the night. You know, that was actually, that was another coping mechanism I came up with. Like I, once I would come home when the kids were home from school, I would be theirs until like right. bedtime. Same. And then, and then finish up whatever I had finished during the day. You know what I mean? So most of my stories were written after 10 o'clock at night. Maybe still today. Still are. (laughs) I got no kids at home anymore, so I have no excuse. I really do think that that helped my sanity a lot, just being in the moment and thinking that when I'm at work, I have to be in the moment and try not to be a mom while I'm at work and then try not to be a journalist when I'm at home. You know, that like, because you can only, you can't do but so many things. And so, and I think asking for help too, I, I think that's another thing that women do. Um, we, we take on a lot and we, and we assume that if we ask for help, it looks weak. And then we play that game with ourselves in our head, you know, instead of thinking of it as, okay, it's a team effort. Uh, today I'm it, tomorrow you're it. Yeah. <laughs> the next day somebody else is it. And there's, I don't know. There's I something think we about, do that to yeah. ourselves. There's something about modeling behavior. I think, you know, I spend a lot of time in this newsroom as a young woman who did not have children and can say that, for a while there, I definitely didn't understand why people were streaming out at three o'clock for two hours or, or you know, what was going on or <laughs> why that was only okay for certain people. It definitely took being a mom to understand it, but it, modeling the behavior and making sure that other people know that it's okay uh, to, to put your family in there too, I, I think makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and being willing to give up some things. Like I'm, I'm not a cook, but I thought, you know, I should make dinner for the kids every night and buy about... Second grade, I was like, hell to the no. I'm going to go get some takeout, man. You know, like. I'd My much, husband cooks. I can't can't uh, complain about that one. You know, I remember thinking that, like, I would much rather hang out with them and help them with their homework or watch Scooby-Doo or whatever it was than sit in the kitchen and make dinner, you know. So, like, yeah, just give that up. And What do you guys think has changed in, in, the, in the span of your career when you think about um, working moms, the ones you've worked with, you know, being a working mom now? I mean. What, what do you feel like has changed? There's more women in the newsroom. I think That's that true. helps. There are more women in the newsroom. That's true. Um, and I, 
even just having somebody like you or, or Maria behind my office or behind me <laughs> where I'm working, if I need to turn and, and vent, it's there. And I can talk about what's bothering me at home. I can talk about what's bothering me at work. And that kind of makes the holistic approach uh, a, a lot more calming. So I think when I, oh, go ahead. I was also going to say, I, I think having kids probably gave me at least a third of my story ideas for yeah, those no, 12 true. years. You know, the context I made from PTA and Little League and thespian moms and taking field trips. And I mean, I, I seriously think it was at least a third of my stories and context I got because I was a mom. So I was going to say, so I'm 56. And when I came into the new, to a newsroom, there was a generation of women right before me who had put up with a lot of crap, just a whole lot of crap. And um, some of them made trade-offs that they really regretted and you know that because they became men <laughs> you know truly not you know what I mean like they they became they tried to model the behavior of the men in the newsroom and to succeed they felt like they had to do that and then they'd be the one woman at the table so um there weren't a, there weren't a lot of female mentors because some of them I think felt kind of you know not, not that they were mean people, but they felt a little bit like the next generation was getting it too easy and they'd had a tough time. And then I think as we evolved, I find, I feel like it's come a long way, even in the last 20 years, where women are more supportive of each other. Um, and I try to talk to young women a lot about that. You know, don't don't throw each other under the bus. You know, there's plenty of room at the table. You know, try to, because I think I think guys kind of naturally do that. There's a sort of a... I don't know. Are you born into the old boy club? I don't know what it is. But I think that, um, so in newsrooms today, I think really cultivating that though and encouraging women to talk to each other, to mentor each other, to to, to have conversations. I mean, we, Ellen and I have talked to senior editors about trying to, to how do we encourage young women here to, to come be editors? How do we encourage them to stay in the business? Because we know that our mid-level editing core is very male. And you can't have, I mean, it really helps to have women diversifying those conversations. So I don't know. I feel like it's changed quite a bit. I mean, and I'm, so I think to young women, I would say it's a better environment in many ways than it used to be. And you do, but you do have to make a little bit of your own, um, I don't know, a little bit of your own path. Like, like I always, every time I had a male editor, especially, I talked about my kids incessantly. And I wanted them to know who they were. I wanted them to know their names. I wanted them to, to understand what place they had in my life and that this job was never going to be as important as that job. And so um, even that, though, I think if you don't do that and people don't know that you have this other part of you, then um, it, I think it just becomes a little more difficult. So. Yeah, I, th I think that... Um having them physically in the newsroom too, like all of a sudden people, we love Owen in yeah. the newsroom. You know, like <laughs> people get invested in your kids when you bring them to and stuff. And uh, I think I cursed them without the Owen hashtag. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do that, you know, I mean, we're surrounded, we have a lot of young women in our newsroom. Um, but, you know, and I don't know. But we were trying to think for this podcast, Stephen, you're like the only one with kids. There's a couple. There's a couple of new reporters with uh but yeah, no, it's it's definitely Martha a has list. two Martha kids. Martha has two kids. There's a, she's just nodding her head. She's, <laughs> you're not going to weigh in. There's a newer reporter with a toddler. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's on the, with the guys. There's a handful, but but not many. But most of them are a lot of them are grown at this point. Well, so. be because I think yeah. newsrooms have become what our newsroom is. We have a lot of people like 
on the yep. yeah and on, like here on different spectrums. Right, yep. they're either yeah. not ready or they're uh, but or this, they're grown. This yeah. is one of those challenges, right? Of like, okay, and for you, then okay, we got to keep Ellen in the business, and so you want her to feel like she can balance both these things, like you know that it's not insurmountable. Um, and I don't think it is, but I'm not all newsrooms are as I think ours is pretty. It's a pretty good culture for okay. We got I got something to do, and and it just doesn't have to be about kids. I mean, no, I had to definitely find the the points in my life that I could let go of. Like I pay someone to clean the house because it's more important to me that I can come home and be with my kid uh, or with my ent- entire family. But you know, so that <laughs> your I husband's know, listening to this go. Oh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> he does I know like where a I good stand. Podcast. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's it, like getting the laundry done myself, getting the house cleaned it, it, to my liking, that kind of thing. If I can, uh, getting the weeds pulled, those just became things. Yes, <laughs> those became things I did not do anymore. I made room in the budget because that's how I could survive. So, and, and have a happy it's like family. the dinner thing. Yeah, we heard a yeah. lawn guy because I was like, I'm not mowing the yard I don't, on my Saturday when I'm gonna have two more hours with the kids. No, I, I did try to mow the lawn to induce labor at one point though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Did you guys There's ever funner ways? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever consider staying home? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I am Beep! not. <laughs> I am. I I knew that I was a person who could not uh, be a stay-at-home mom. I, I don't think I, the three months at home were were lovely, and yet I was reading news stories to my infant child. So. <laughs> I tried to write a novel in three weeks because yeah. I never tried that before. <laughs> no, I think it, that's when you I, were on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, I had I had three weeks with my second child, or three months with my first child. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't ever think about staying home. I thought about taking time off. Like my husband right. and I had made this deal: like you stay home when they're little, little, and then I want to stay home when they're like three and four, and then we'll have a like, tag team. And that never happened. Mm-hmm. And I think. In retrospect, I'm really glad. I, th- I think it's ho- it's harder to leave and come back yeah. than to just keep it going. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you find that new normal because you're still you're already in your normal routine in the newsroom. It's just how do I make this new piece of my life work with that? You know what I mean? And again, I do think parenthood makes you a better journalist. I do. I've yeah. always thought that. I feel like it it really does teach you empathy. It it expands your worldview. It makes things. M- I, I don't know. You, you Put just things in perspective really for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So on that note, so go yeah. have babies, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Only but, if you want to, and find a job first. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have a question for Lane or want to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W R I T E L A N E at tampabay.com. Thanks, Ellen, for being with us. Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Marta Asensio Ryan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.